once again, I am so happy to be spending time here with my beautiful sister, Jay. And I have to say that she has truly affected my life. Her wisdom, insight, and as you well know, she's an empath. And I'm a baby empath in training. And there's something about her spirit that is very soothing in a chaotic world. And I don't say this haphazardly. I don't say this just to smooth it on. But she feels she has to get boots. I mean this seriously. And I say it from the mountaintops. And I've always said that I'll say it that way. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a male and she's a female. But her soul one of the most beautiful souls on the entire planet. And when she gives me advice, it's always on point. And so I have a trust for her that she's earned just by being who she is. And tonight we're going to have a laid back conversation like our private laid back conversations. We're going to share it with the world. So while you see me as this guy named Lance Gerv, you may say, hey, he seems a little different tonight. No, I'm not. You're just seeing a different side of me. Because the averaging out of our mutual energies bring me there. And I'm just so happy to have you here tonight. We're going to have a little question and answer, free flow conversation. We may have a starting point, but the bottom line is where we end up, we don't know. But it will be in a good place with good energy. This is going to be a darn good conversation. What do you think, Sister J? Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Once again, this is always a, it's always a treasure to be on your platform. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) So I will say that in our conversation and dialogue, even though we know the world's going to hear it, do not hesitate to go anywhere with me. Anywhere. So I'm saying <laughs> okay. that from now. I'm not going to say, well, I can't answer that. Whatever. Nah, nah. Because I'm always comfortable with you to open up and go anywhere. So it should be no different here. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. No boundaries. So what's on your mind? What's on your mind today? Well, today I got up and I felt a little under the weather. My stomach Mm-hmm. A little messed up a little, little bit. And I wondered if I was coming down with malaria. That's how bad I felt. I didn't feel bad, bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm so sensitive that I can feel things long before they come to me. And so I popped one of the malaria pills. And I have four. You're supposed to have six. But by the time it's, I'm ready to take the next two, I would have already purchased it. Plus, I live above a pharmacy in this apartment. So that's not a problem. So I feel a little better Mm. and I wanted to get more calories in me when I feel a little drained or downtrodden in my body. I eat. Yes. Yes. It gives me the calories to, you know, fight whatever it is. So I still feel it. I'm 85%, not a hundred, but my 85% is 300% for most people. And Mm -hmm. I still feel good. I still feel good. And I think I'm recuperating also from not just a lack of sleep, but 
my sleep pattern is really thrown off in the last couple of weeks where I was just opposite. I was sleeping in the day and up at night. So mm-hmm. I think I have that under control because um, once we have this conversation, I know I have a really deep sleep and there's no limit on the time either. So yeah, that's where <laughs> oh, I am. Okay. Well, it's, it, I'm happy to hear that you found, you sound, um, you're sounding better. You're feeling a little bit better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, did you, uh, go ahead. Did you, um, did you ever, did you try, uh, the lemongrass tea? Yeah, it's so good. And I've been finding out a lot about that too. That isn't that powerful. Oh. Isn't it so powerful? And you know, I have so much of it growing up there. And like I said, I have to send it to you. We have to arrange that still. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to grow as much as I can. Because that is something that is so powerful, and it, it, it I, love, I love the taste. It's just so good, you know. Yeah, it does something to me. It, if I feel like I'm coming down with something, or I feel body achy, mm-hmm. and I make a strong cup of that tea with ginger, mm-hmm. it knocks it out. Yeah, it's see, powerful. Yeah, and we need yeah. to, we need to get back to those things because that's what those things are there for. And even still, I remember mm-hmm. you telling me before in one of our conversations that you felt like you may have been a little deficient in magnesium and you took the magnesium and you could feel it going through your body. Mm. I did the same thing earlier today. I took two shots, yes. Yes. two big spoonfuls of it. And it was like, you see, yeah, I, I just felt it. It's the same way when I was a child and I would be outside playing when it was nice and hot and I come in and and grab a cold thing of juice, mm-hmm. half a gallon, you know, nobody's looking, I'm going to drink this whole thing down in the next few minutes. And I would feel it going all over my body. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my shoulder. I feel it rush through my bloodstream and my body. And that thing there, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So every day I make sure to take something that is so concentrated mm-hmm. like that because, you know, things are so deficient in the soil, but it's a good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that, we have to explore and so many things I will be exploring because I really want to get into the herbs and knowledge of that. They have some apps that all you have to do is hold up your phone and not take a picture, but hold it over so it can grab a visual. And it tells you, you even if you don't know what this plant is, you get the leaf mm-hmm. and get it there and it focuses in, in three seconds. It, it tells you the name, the scientific name, where it's grown um, in the world, the best way to plant it the best way to fertilize it is awesome. So that's going to help me because I want to, I do definitely want to do a little greenhouse up there, but I want to um, have little separate things where I can grow different herbs and grow them a lot. You have to start out small, I guess, but let them just mm-hmm. and watch them every day, not just plant them and let them stay back there. And oh, I'm going to go back. It's been three weeks. Let me go back there. No, I'm going to go back there every single day. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and as everything flourishes with the sun and the soil, especially in this day and age where you need that stuff straight out of the soil. It's very important, especially at my age also, yeah. which I'm still good now. But to be mm-hmm. good, I have to keep doing good. And and that's my pledge to myself to be able to be in servitude, you know, to the world with what talents I have. So that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Wait a okay. second. This is not just yeah. about me. How are you feeling? 
I'm feeling I'm pretty good. Pretty good. The weather's changing here, so it's been hot <clears throat> for the last couple of days. So I've been enjoying that, <laughs> and um, just uh, preparing my outdoor space mm -hmm. to relax. Yeah, you know. But I've been feeling okay. <clears throat> what I've been taking serious is, um, what is it? Uh, molasses, black strap molasses. I love it. That has been helping me iron for the last mm -hmm. week and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has so much in it. It has the calcium, the magnesium, the zinc. It's like mm -hmm. it's. It's so powerful, but I I taken it before, but I didn't take it serious, and I realized I was listening to a girl speak on it, and um, a woman speak on it, and she was she mentioned something to me that um what taking you have to take it as needed, which means that some people may need more of it than others. Right, and I thought to myself. Because I do need the iron, I should probably be taking more than, at certain times, I should be taking more than just one tablespoon. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. I took two tablespoons, and that's when I started to see everything open up. And it's like, <clears throat> it just makes you think about, um, sometimes we give up on natural herbs and, and natural supplements and stuff like that because we're not taking the right amounts that we need right that's right you know that's right and so that's basically what i've been on top of but other than that i've just been enjoying the the change of the weather and, and stuff like that but yeah and that's what you need to that's vib it <laughs> to, vi to vibrate that warmth you crave that you know we crave that to be shut mm -hmm. in and have it cold that's not really force. We can't really vibe and breathe with the atmosphere. And as far as the iron's concerned, everything no. there is in perfect balance. And if you take a little more, I mean, so be it. It's not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Especially in black strap molasses where that type of iron they have in there is perfectly made for absorption in your body. As opposed to taking some type mm -hmm. of pill where you don't know because there are different types of irons too. Iron with this and with that and it may not it may not go good with your body. So the natural yes. is always the best way. And plus it's not just that, but it, everything needs something to support it. Like you said, the zinc and, and they have other things in it too. So you can't go wrong. Especially the old folks that I know that grew up on farms and they say, yeah, blackstrap molasses. I was a strong young, whatever, you know? So it does help. And, and see these things, mm -hmm. many neglect to do them, but it shows up on you as you, age we get away with things when we're younger you know youth is given to us and a lot of us take it for granted but it's up to us to preserve it you see because nobody ever got old and turned around and got young again you got to preserve the youth when you have it but you're not going to turn back the clock and just turn young again and no amount of makeup or no yeah. amount of plastic surgery is going to change that so me, you know, I've done a few things food-wise years ago when I stopped training and stuff like that. 
But I do have a foundation in that, and I'm in tune with my body. I know my body very, very well. So that kind of preserved me. So it's not like I'm some great guy. They say, oh, you're 60 years old and you look good for your age. It's because of what I was doing in my teen years and in my 20s. You know, just the awareness to not go off too much, you know, because that, that's, that's the key. Moderation in most things. But I lived a clean life. Had a little junk food here and there, but other than that, I lived a clean life, you know, pretty much. So I'm, I'm pretty much back in balance now, and I just want to keep it that way, you know. And I mean this um. particular season because the sleep patterns were off and I still feel it. So I'm off a little bit, but overall, as far as not being anxious to be out in the crowds all the time and, you know, just to be able to be at peace with myself and to be still and think my thoughts balance like that that's that's really a good place, a place yeah. to be in you know because it's so I feel fun. that way too I don't really need to be out in the crowds like you said anymore whereas before that's what I all I used to focus on was I had to be somewhere I had to be there right I don't feel that way anymore yeah right the only way for me like I may have that New York City urge and I'm in a crowd, Ghana, so that's not happening. But mm-hmm. down in Osu on Oxford Street, where they have all the clubs and nightlife and restaurants, if I need a fix of that, I'll go out there a little from early. And, and as it gets into the night, I don't stay all night. I did one time and paid for it. But I'll, I'll bounce out after a while and say, okay, I got that feeling again. And, and really the only reason for me now why I do uh, yearn to go there it's not because of what they have there, because it doesn't compare to New York, but it's about bringing the camera and sharing the experience with everybody. That's what it is for me now, you know, that every time I go out, not to the same repetitious places, but sometimes I just keep it with me. But if I know I'm going somewhere else down a different area, different street or whatever, because when you're here, you say, eh, it's nothing, but it is something because there are people who have lived here, born and raised, and it makes them feel good to see, you know, their hometown. And there are people who are coming out here and they don't want just the glossed over, I'm a tourist or I'm visiting and here are the best parts. I want to show you everything so you can know and have a better understanding. So that brings me great joy to be able to do that. And it's effortless because I just have to hold the camera and go about my business, you know. So people appreciate that. So I'm going to be doing more of that. And I didn't do as much as I wanted to this week because I had the sleep issue. And then there's a lot of content and stuff that I had to get through and do and keep up. But right now, I can tell by the Saturday or the Sunday what kind of week I'm going to have. You know, so that's what kind of lets me gauge what's coming for me. Hmm. I heard some noise outside. You, you had to hear that. It's like, pop, 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 pop. wasn't a gun. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that sounded like someone was working on your, like, doing construction. Yeah, yeah. But, but not, it's too not, late yeah, for not that. This time that. Yeah, there's, there's an apartment building right next door and one across the street and one behind the one next door across the other street. So we have guys that they'll go there. And sometimes... They'll be paid to do it, 
or they do it for free. They'll squat there. They don't have anywhere to live. And so it may be mm. just open concrete rooms and stuff. You know, mosquitoes can come get you. There's no electricity. There's no water. Maybe a water tank. But they'll live there. And it's like it's insurance for the guy who's building it. So nobody comes in and steals the stuff that's there. Which doesn't happen all the time. But oh. yeah, they do that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Sometimes you have an open structure. People will just go there and start living. <laughs> it's a funny what? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you have construction going on. And say the people building the, the property, they live in the UK or they live in America mm. and they're sending money out to somebody who is, you know, they're sending the money out to buy the materials, but there's not construction going on, maybe for like six months or a year. There'll be somebody there. You'll see clothes hung up and they're catching water or they're using the water tank that's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, how do you feel about the overall state of the world as it is today? And you don't have to get specific, but what do you see that we need to do to ascend out of the fear factor and the worry, like there are things that we're not going to be able to change, but what are the things that you would suggest to people out in the world that get a little too caught up in that or get affected by it that we have control of from the inside that we can do? Well, <laughs> I, um, right now, I'm just as um not confused but I'm sitting back watching everything play out and um I was just talking about it with a friend of mine about how chaotic things are and how um <clears throat> It's like everything is go everything is moving so fast. And it's like you can't keep up. You can only block so much of it out. Um but me I what would I say? I the best thing to do is just focus on your plans and what you want. And, and and just focus on that because everything seems so unstable anyway. And why get caught up in it? I sometimes get caught up in little foolish things that are out there. <laughs> but it's like I end up wheeling myself back in because it's like if I don't do that, I'll lose touch and I'll I I can't afford to get caught up in emotional and then start to fear and stuff like that. It's better. I just focus on what I have planned or what I'm doing right now and just enjoy myself. Exactly. With what I have right now, you know, because it's, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. I didn't expect the world to be the way it is now. I mean, I know things happen and you understand as you get older that there will always be conflict and different things. But it seems like a whole planet on so many levels, mental, spiritual, physical, it's just off. And 
I refuse to get caught up in the fear. Preparedness, yes. You know, it, it lets you know, okay, it doesn't mean I have to be consumed by this, but I'm going to be prepared for cer- certain things, if anything, and not go extreme mm-hmm. with that at all either, because you can lose your mind with that. See? So, yeah. to me, it's, there are forces in the world that we know nothing of that are feeding from this. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's all this posturing, yet no one has done anything yet. It's almost like they're following an order because there's no way that there could be this level of chaos without something exploding. And things will happen. Yeah. But, you know, we're right at the precipice. And all I can do is just be thankful for the peace that I have on the inside. Yes. You know, yes. That's, that's what I think, too. I, I have to tell myself that every day. Because it's, uh, I, I sometimes I, I think about when I was a kid and I just how different the world was back then. Yeah. You know, like how simpler, how much more simpler it was. And there were morals. Like if somebody did something that was, um, disgusting or, you know, just, it's just not right. Somebody would mm-hmm. say something mm-hmm. and clean it up. Like, whereas now things are happening every day that are like <laughs> just some <laughs> gross shit. Like the, the, just things that are just not right are happening. And I'm looking around and I'm like, nobody's saying anything. And even if they do say anything, they're either, they're either, Discussing, discussing why it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't believe that people are discussing that certain things are okay. Yeah. When everybody knows that they they're not. See, I didn't when I was growing up. I didn't have that. Right. So it's and it, it's a lot of us. Yeah. So it's like right now. It's like how are we doing this? How are we able to just exist at a time where things are just being thrown out the window and everything goes and it's just crazy and mm-hmm. we just have to walk through it like like everything is is normal and it's not and everybody knows it's not and we can't say anything about it's, it yeah in this order so. yeah you can't say anything you can't say anything and so for those who want to find themselves in those places of of things that are not really how can I say it, respectful of the overall order of things in nature Have that's right. I love how you said that that's that's good yeah I couldn't even repeat it you know me I'll say something and like wow I said that <laughs> mm. but true true it's not respectful of the overall balance of nature and that's that that that's really a way of saying it where you can't say I'm being insulting. Because mm-hmm. anybody who is intoxicated with these newfangled categories of decadence cannot tell me that it was always at this level. Yeah, people can paint the uh paint paint the picture and point back and say certain biblical things or whatever. We know certain things have always been, 
but I think it's even amplified more and pushed out more. There is no way. See because, that word? Yeah. That, yeah, amplified. It's amplified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and to me, it seems like it's to just to con- to provide a confusion for everyone. So everybody, everybody's all confused. Like it's it's total confusion. Yeah. On so many levels. That's what they want. You know, and then and then the the when they bring in the money thing, people get scared. You know, like it's just a lot of fear and just disorder and stuff like that. But I think we all kind of knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know it was going to come so soon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we didn't know it was going to come so soon. Well, see, you know what it is? It's like, it's like me saying two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, and so on and so forth. So, you know, you got a little time before you get to a hundred. But in this Mm. world now, it's like saying two, four, six, eight, 10, 20, 50, 1,000, a million. It's like, wait a second. I, I can't keep up with this. And, 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 and we're not, not to be discriminatory toward anybody older than me because I'm almost there, but we're not old. We're, we're young and hip mm, enough to understand yeah. the trajectory of this thing. And even we are saying this thing has happened so fast. Within the last 20 years, things 20 years. Before, in the last 20 years, the decadence index has <laughs> increased and we're being mm. forced to accept it and it's being pushed on our children against our will mm-hmm. and it's being pushed on countries against their will. These are the countries like Uganda have a right to sunlight, to rain, to grow their own plants and, and, and to rule over the, their own people. And work along in there. Give them a chance. Why are we injecting things that they say to you, we do not want this? Whatever it may be out in the world, don't we have a right? Just as though many say they have the right to do what they want to do. You always did. Close your door and have fun. But no, it has to be broadcast as an ad on Popular beer brands, billboards, TV shows, your schools. You got somebody like Ronald McDonald looking like them, sitting in front of the class with pre, not preschoolers, but elementary school kids telling them things. So right now, instead of being that older person running around with a picket sign and protesting and getting upset and arguing that the public transportation's wrong and no, 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 no. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. It doesn't affect me. Do your thing. You're not going to make me fearful. You're not going to make me angry. But if you ask my opinion, I will tell you. And I have a right to that. So I'm kicked back also watching the madness and it's almost entertaining. Like, like how far can you go with this? Now, I can give some examples, but I'll keep it out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, the other day I took a Uber. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm, I pay attention 
to every everything. Like I'm very aware. I know. So even when I (laughs) took the Uber, I said, "I'm thinking. I wonder what experience I'm going to get in this ride home." And um, so the Uber guy pulls up, (laughs) and I had some stuff to put in the trunk. I get in. And it's this happy-go-lucky man playing 80s music. Wow. And he's like, oh, he's like, he asked me a question before we took off. Something about the pizza in the area. Like, he was just trying to strike up a conversation. But just stepping into his car, mm-hmm. I felt like I went back in time. And the, it wasn't even a long ride, but that ride, it took me out of this time we're in right now. Yes. And took me back in the 80s. I was so happy because I knew it happened on purpose. Yeah. It, like, it was all aligned for me to ride that cab, that, not cab, Uber that time. Mm-hmm. And for him, just everything, it was just like a movie scene. Right, you know, right. The movie set. You step went, yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a good conversation. He was playing eighties music, the eighties station, and it was just. I came out of that Uber and I felt so refreshed. And that's all it takes. <laughs> no, that's all it takes. And see, <laughs> if you were caught up having your filters clogged from some assault on your senses. And you were caught up in that. You might not have absorbed that or felt that like that. Mm, but, but it's those yeah, little things. I was that, open. Yes, yes. But it's those little things that I look forward to that we dismiss and avoid because ah, I'll stay home. I'm not going to go here or there. And you miss those things. And then you have to be in the right state of mind to absorb it. There are things I see in the street sometimes. Mm. That is just so funny. And I just have to crack up. It may not be something like overtly funny where somebody will see and laugh also. But it may be something that because of my experiences, it just makes me chuckle. And it's worth it. And those things inspire me. It's like when you look at the train tracks and it's a fork where it can go either one way. And there's that one part that shifts that forces the wheels to go left or right. Those situations sometimes could shift and shift you and bring you out of, not that you're feeling down or depressed, but could bring you higher than you anticipated. But we have to be able to see those things. You know, those, those, those moments or just those few moments with the music and everything. I love it. And as far as music is concerned, music is therapy for me. If just to separate that part out of your whole experience. If I'm feeling a little down, I play something that picks me up. I don't play anything that's just going to send me through the roof. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm going to mm-hmm. feel feel a little mellow, a little not down, but just I need to pick it up. I'm not going to put the pedal to the metal always and play Public Enemy. <laughs> no, I may play something. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, yeah, we've shared some songs that you're like, wow, and it surprised me you knew them. You know, some of the old soft rock Sometimes songs. Sometimes surpri- I'm surprised at some of the songs I know. <laughs> I was paying attention. I was paying attention from yeah, early yeah, to song. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, when I sent you the song Baker Street, 
They got the horn in there. Oh, I love that. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. That, see, that song that I didn't know what it, the name of that song was, <laughs> but I knew I knew the melody right, and yeah. that melody takes me back to a time when mm. I was like um, probably six or seven years old, and right, right. my mom would be take she'd take me to the doctor yeah or the dentist and we'd be sitting in the um waiting room and it took me right back to that that space and i was like and then it made me feel a little bit sad but then at the same time i remember feeling sad when i used to hear Mm that that song Mm -hmm. it's sad but i liked it yeah yeah (laughs) right 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 but I didn't know what I was feeling sad about because there was nothing to feel sad about. But right, right. It's just that I you, felt it. You have fixed that with that song, but not in a major way. It was just like, you know, a slightly cloudy day where you know, the sun's still going to come out. Right, right. And it's songs like yeah. that because I've never been a slave to ratings. I've always been the weird guy to listen to what I wanted to listen to. There's some songs that I play for whatever reason. I'm, it may associate, uh, make, make me associate something with it. It always does, but I might break out crying. I remember I texted you. Oh yeah, it was three in the morning for me, and it had to be around eleven for you. And I got up, and I shared some songs that were near and dear to me, and I had to cry. And I got it out of my system. I mean, it's always there, but I got the bulk of it out. Mm-hmm. It's like how, how how often do you scrape the pan that got cake in it before you put it in the sink? You're not scraping everything out. There's still tiny pieces of cake in there, but it's enough to now we can mm-hmm. wash this thing. So I, I just, I was playing it, had my headphones on, laying down, and the tears started rolling down. That song, uh, Alone Again, Naturally, you know, Alone again, naturally. <laughs> you know, and I used to play that song, and, and the lyrics were on point on some of mm. my, not fears per se, but when it says, I remember I cried when my, when my father died. Then it says, 65 years old, my mother, God bless her soul. And the words of that song, it was like, it, it almost worked out like that to me. You know, my mother, mm-hmm. mother was 64 when she passed away, and it hurt her so bad. But my father passed away, and I tried my best to fill in a gap. I can't be a husband, but I'm going to be there. And it was like mm. I was getting a peek into the future through that song. And I was, I was sad. Let's just say they have a pre-sale. I was pre-sad <laughs> for that time. Yeah, and, and I know I understand that yeah. pre-sadness yeah. really well. Wow. But I always hid it because I didn't know who. Because you can't really talk about. <clears throat> those emotions to anybody people exactly they won't think understand. you're crazy <laughs> right right they will they will you know I so was, it's like i hit it. i know that mm-hmm, free sadness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like and that's the difference between now and and then like uh, yeah. one of the differences is the music the they don't the have word, that. the words mm-hmm. yeah the, mu- the music these days is so the disconnected. Melody. Yeah, so disconnected. It doesn't strike your soul. It's just totally artificial. And I understand you can make beats and stuff like that, dance music and whatever, and you can do so. But the people behind it, 
they don't have any soul now. There are yeah, some good people. You, yeah. Right. There are some good people who make good music that never gets put out there because, you know, it's not their decision. And I just think most people mm. should go a little bit deeper and dig to see what's below the surface or what's handed to them. Like to say, you know, even though we speak about YouTube and social media, at least you have a choice for a while. Back in the day, when you put the TV on, it was what it had on. Mm. You had no choice. Channel 2, four, yeah. 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, and maybe some of the Spanish channels, 21, 31, 41, 47, whatever it may be. But now you have a choice, which can be good and bad on a YouTube. And it's bad. To me, it's bad in a way. Yeah. Because it's it's just like right now, there's so many things I want to watch. <laughs> but because there's so many things, yeah, I can't settle down to choose one. It takes me so long yeah. to settle down to choose one. Like with when it comes to music, you gotta search for music, and and we forget we our lives. We forget. Mm -hmm. So there could be some beautiful music that soothes our soul and reminds us of such good times, but we so caught up yeah. in distraction You're right. that we don't even remember to search for that, even wow. if it's on our phones. It could be sitting in our playlist. That's something that's true. You know? <laughs> that's true. Whereas before, we had it hit those songs going at us all the time mm -hmm. we had we had like lionel richie songs all kinds of songs just we, we you just go to the store you hear lionel richie mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or whoever you know like it's but now it's like you gotta search for it amazing that's true we're bombarded so much we can only absorb it so much yeah, it's too much. It's, it's too much. It's like falling in the shower and drowning in a little bit of water that's there that may be six, in, six inches high. It's not much water, but you're oh, drowning God. in it. And so mm. we can only absorb so much, but we're drowned and bombarded. And then you have to step away with a headache and never had a chance to really indulge in something. You know? Mm. So if, even for me, who I've learned to process so much information and put it down and create and edit and do this and do that and juggle it around. That's why I can't sleep sometimes because my mind is still in battle mode. And for me, getting away from the city, you know, whatever manifestation it will be, it, it, it's going to help me to do more and to back off easier. Because I really, I've, I've come all the way out to West Africa and sometimes have the need to just go deep in the country. Not even up on the mm. property, but just to go deep where there's no signal. I wake up early and eat a mango and just stare off and maybe go up in those mountains. You need that. Most of us are on overload anyway, and we're looking for more stimulation. And we don't realize mm. it. Yeah. And so we're numb. And just to feel that passage of time with a loved one or alone to yourself we don't get that. We think we yeah. always have to be, and even what I see in the modern day relationships, how, aside from the gender battles, 
the insecurities of both sexes who feel they have to be this and they have to be that to be worthy of a relationship. And so people are so caught up in their imagery and what they're projecting out to each other that they don't even have a chance to bond with each other. And then therefore never, yep. never know each other because they're trying to be something that's presented to them through social media or through the outside world. Yeah. And we judge others, what they wear and what they, instead of accepting them for what they oh, are yeah. and seeing the beauty of them on the inside, that may be more beautiful than what you thought, you know, but mm-hmm. because they didn't have the right shoes on or they had a hole in their pants or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're nothing. They're not perfect. You have to be close to this video perfection airbrushed and, AI enhanced pictures and all of this. And if we, we're not that, we don't feel worthy enough. And, and we're mm-hmm. losing. And, and this has allowed something else to slip in. Yeah. You know, just throw on some comfortable jeans if you want. A loose top. Some sandals or comfortable shoes. We're in the system still. Put a little money in your pocket. And if somebody asks you, where are we going? We say, we don't know. We're just heading out. Let the day happen to mm-hmm. us. Let's flow. Let's, let's enjoy the unexpected things that come to us. And at the end of the day, you say, man, what a perfect day. But mm-hmm. you can't plan the perfect day. But when you go out there spontaneously, no. you can have it. Because it, 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 it molds itself to your levels of what you need. See? And this is what we forget. I learned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned that years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like to live my life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. But I see it's a different, it's a different climate right now, as yeah. you're saying about people and getting to know each other, and people will cut off each other mm-hmm. quickly. Disposable. Like before they even get a chance to to, right. To, right. to to even be around each other. Right. Yeah. You need that time, but most people don't understand mm-hmm. that. Because how many times have you been, just to make up a scenario, it may not go exactly like that, but you've known somebody for years, Uh and in the middle of knowing them for years, things were cool, but you realize, like, I really enjoy this person. I really appreciate this person. You had to go through those years of knowing them and still appreciating them, but it goes to a new level of appreciation. But if you threw them away so fast, you wouldn't know that. It's like things that you eat that the chef makes it so perfectly, although nothing's perfect, and a flavor will hit you. Five Uh seconds later, another flavor hits you from the same bite now, and it turns into something else before you swallow it. That's culinary brilliance. And see, people wouldn't understand that who just want fast food (laughs) and can't understand the higher levels of, of good, well-prepared food that's really art, art, culinary art for your tongue. So this is how people are. We have layers. And then what about us? The person might be so wonderful to be around, but we didn't come to a certain level of maturity to be able to understand them. And then when you really see them, you're like, I really appreciate this person more mm-hmm. than before. You know, and me, and like I've said it to you before, why can't more people be like you? This would be a beautiful world. 
you, you don't ruffle my feathers. You don't ruffle anybody's feathers. You're peaceful. You stay in your zone. You stay in your zen. You're loving. You're helpful. You're a plus. And you stay within your own. You're, you're quiet. But yet you're not standoffish. But you're not going to be around any drama either. You know, and, and that's the world would vibe so much, so much better if we had more people like you. And yes, in life, we've all had to go through things, but you've analyzed and assessed and put things in their place, and you understand and learn from things. Most people are still covering up, running away from, not dealing with themselves, and it stagnates them where they just don't grow. And that's sad. So you, you're enjoying more life, whatever may come your way, even the simple things. And the other picture that you had of my friend, <laughs> your cat, up on the... Oh. I looked at that again. I was cracking up. That, that, he made that his space. <laughs> just like the two young ladies that were dancing, all uninhibited. Just with a, They weren't even trying to be cool. They didn't give it. That, that, that was funny. Yeah. They will never, ha they will never have a nervous breakdown. They're free. No way. Like you they, said, they're free. <laughs> yeah, they're free. Very, they're so free. <laughs> People, anybody looking at them will be jealous. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? You know? Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. That even the superficial people out in the world that are trapped in the system will observe you and see that you're free and be jealous of you. I've known people who have lots of money Way more than I ever had. But they're trapped in their trauma and toxicity. And they see me uninhibited when I take the lock off of that door. <laughs> mm. I can't always, you know, but there's no <clears throat> breaks with me. I'm, I, I'm free that way. I think what I think. I say what I say. I don't have to. Rehearse being myself. It's just what it is. And many people don't have that. So many people are so. Uh, embedded with hang ups. Layers and layers of insecurity. They present themselves as confident to the world. They present themselves as having it all together. But if you can peel back the layers, and a lot of us are not going to see these people like this. They never let, let us see it, but it's there for those types. And those are the kind that will try to rain terror down on your lives because you're, you're simply free. You may not have the money that they have, the power in this worldly system that they have, but they would trade anything in the world to be like you. And that's, that's sad. Because it's their own neglect that keeps them trapped that way. You know? Face these things that are on the inside. That's really what should be done. Clean the house. The minute you come out the womb, we need to start cleaning the house. <laughs> as much as we realize we need to because we're not born in perfect situations. So already, yeah. you know, we're already taking a knock there. So the faster you can figure it out from young, yeah, you know, the better off you'll be. But you have to come to a point where you're saying, you know what? I have my DNA sharers. I have people I've grown up with a close proximity to me. 
but I can't mm-hmm. let the limitations and what some call generational curses stop me from doing what I want to do. If I want to walk down the street yeah. and be out there at night for an hour, I'm going to do that. If I want to go sit down and eat a milk, drink a milkshake, I'll do that. Even if I don't do dairy and if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. I've known people who, especially with the whole vegan thing, they've used it to try to control me. Like, I've submitted to that at that point in, the, uh, in my life. But even when I did little things that weren't off, these others, no, 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 that is not the way. I'm drinking some freshly squeezed coconut juice out of the, out of the, you know, the box, the carton. And got chastised by somebody because I didn't break the coconut. I'm like, come on, man. You can't be so rigid. And I find these people who are so rigid, they have something deep within that they're hiding. That they want to hold perfection over you, the standard. But they mm. feel bad about something in their past that they're not working on. I figured it out. So that doesn't. It's almost me. like when you're back in the day when you're working and um, you don't take there's overtime hours available. <laughs> I know what you're but, saying. but you don't you don't take the overtime hours. People think you're crazy. What are you crazy? Like, you, why didn't you Right? Why didn't you take it? How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. But the, the the thing about it is they don't realize that their their precious time is more important That's right. than the overtime hours. You know? Right, that that it's mandatory that you kill yourself for this. That that maybe yeah. every now and then, if you oh, I'll take it for, or you might say, "Listen, I have to go. Could you cover for me, or whatever?" But there's some people who, are if like, you feel, if yeah, you feel if you feel me, like it once right, in a while, yeah, right, right, right. And I, I work at my own pace. I do what I do, and I was like that at one time when I was in corrections. I would take all the overtime. I would never refuse it. I would be so tired. My nickname mm-hmm. was the overtime whore. That's what they called me in the jail. Supervisors would oh, no. up. You know, I might be at the briefing, you know, to um go on my shift and they have a they have a spot for the next morning. And they say, uh, they walk up. It was a joke. They walk up. They say, Hey, what's going on? You working? I say, Yeah, yeah, I'm working. You wanna meet me tomorrow at the so and so post at so and so? I said, I'll be there. <laughs> they say, You little whore you <laughs> It was a joke. They knew that I would do it. They would call me sometimes. And I lived close by at that time. I had an apartment close by to the jail. And um, I can get there fast. Right. Always kept the uniform cleaned and pressed and always had food that I can throw in my little lunch uh, bag there and be there within seconds. I'm not seconds, but within 15 minutes. You know, I would always take a nice shower before I go to bed. And if I had to take a little rinse off quick, I was already shaved. Throw my stuff on, I'm right there. They're like, man, you got here so fast. And that that but at that point in my life, that was good for me to do with all the turmoil that was going on. That mm-hmm. I can be productive money wise and still keep myself moving. And sometimes we see people in life that that they do that. They work a lot or they do something a lot. And you see this person's killing themselves. It's because they have something else going on that you might not see. 
and that's the oh yeah favorite. i realized that i yeah. realized that yeah you know at first i didn't know but then after a while you, you kind of realize that mm-hmm. there's a reason behind it and it's not always because of bills <laughs> right right there's a friend, yeah. friend of mine who worked on a job some office job in manhattan and they for a time it wasn't retail or anything but it was corporate but it was mandatory to do the five days but they had it where you can come in seven days for a time uh there was this guy that my friend knew that worked there he was always there two hours ahead of time worked and tarried around like he didn't want to go and eventually left seven days a week but he could never figure out why. He knew he had a wife and family and everything, but he was just there that early. He couldn't understand why. Maybe he was going through something at home or whatever, but we just don't know the reasons why, especially the time when we see people that they'll tell you they're okay and they act and smile with you and they go home and put a bullet in their head or jump off a roof. What was going on with them that, that they were hiding you know, so this is why with me, if I'm angry at something, I'm going to let a person know. I'm going to let it out, not holding anything in. And I'm not going to hurt myself. That's one. No, that, no way. No way. I love life in this level. And when it's time for the transition, I know whatever it is that's granted to me, I'll make the best of that and love that too. You know, but this is just this particular phase. But I'm not going to, especially when I have so many things that I want to share and experience on the human nature level. And just life and just casually experiencing it. Maybe I'll end up at the beach tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe a long walk mm-hmm. tomorrow. Maybe just laying out in the sun somewhere. You know? I mean, this one day I went out and took a long walk. Way off the beaten path. And there was this high curb. And there was a lady selling different drinks and malts and some lemonade that she made homemade. She had a big cup of it. She was selling it that way. And I was thirsty. And so I just went and got that thing from her and sat down on the curb. <laughs> it was a wide dirt road, right? I sat there. And nobody was really looking at me funny. I was just sitting there sipping it. I went back and got some more. I was talking to her. Some other guys came and they were sipping the lemonade too. They sat with me. We were talking and laughing. Amazing. Just off of being <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was one of the boys. I'm hanging out there. And I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for three hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I drank like five of those things. <laughs> and they were big, but they wow. it was so good. There was ample space uh, for the restroom, enough trees and privacy. But yeah, I went back. Matter of fact, I want to go back. And when I go back, I'm going to videotape it and make you feel what I felt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to do too, you know? Spontaneous stuff. You can't do that in these hectic atmospheres as much anymore, especially with the danger that's out there. No. You know, and it's sad because when I think back to New York City where I grew up, they had crime all over the place, but not like they do now. And I, I just can't understand what is going on with the younger generations that are just randomly shooting and quickly killing people. They have a, a YouTube page, Crime in New York City. It's really a news thing. But they take the week's crime. And it's sad, but I look at that thing, and it's different neighborhoods. They focus on different boroughs. 
And it's sad because just about everywhere where there was a crime, I know the area. I mean, I, I'm kind mm-hmm. of a super New Yorker. Growing up, exploring and everything. When it came back to Queens, where you know my home was and everything, and you look at these things and you see the actual streets that you know so well, and you're like, what if I was there and this happened? You know, and it's an emotional connection too. You know? Yeah. So it's, but you can't internalize that. You know, for that time, you had good times. And this time is a little different. Just make that good time happen wherever you are from the inside. That's the way I say it. Yeah. It all comes from within. And I've learned that so much from you even more, which I've known that before, but seeing you put it into practice the way you do and the way you feel and your energy, man, it's awesome. It helps to guide me. You know, you don't know it though, but you, wow. you, you, you put me in place, even through a text, you might say something short and sweet and it puts me right back in the mood. In the Zen, <laughs> as you call it. <laughs> And, and, and it's effortless. It's, it's effortless. It's not like you're trying to be this person or not. You just are that. It's just like your cat. When you send me pictures of them, I love it. It puts me in a mood. <laughs> and that cat is a warrior for peace. It's like, I'm going to find my peace. I'm going up under this seat here. You yeah. can see me. You can, you can mess with me a little bit, but this is where I'm going to be. I want to be there and I'm going there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, there. I know. I, I want to maintain. How they are, exactly. That's why I love cats so much. You learn. You learn a lot from them yeah. because, like, even just that, like, they're not going to just settle Mm-mm. for anything, right? You know, you could go. You could go out of your way, which I've done, mm-hmm. to make like a comfy spot for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, he won't even sit in that spot, but I'll throw down a, a shirt to to be washed or something to, that needs to go in the laundry. And that's where he wants to sit. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. They determine so their it's like, destiny. They choose. They're not going to just go anywhere. They're, they're, they're all about their comfort mm-hmm. first. You know? Right. And sometimes we we don't do that. Like we may have grown up in families that were, um, what do you say? How do you say it? Like they were in, what do you call it? When you're in survival mode. Right. Right. So you're in survival mode. You grow, grew up in survival mode and maybe in lack and stuff like that. So you got used to being uncomfortable. Yes. You got used to not having quality and stuff like that. You get used to it to the point where you reject it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. could be it could be presented to you, mm-hmm. and you reject it. <clears throat> but that's with so many things, though. You know, that could be with drama, trauma, yeah, dysfunction. Yeah, that when you are presented with. A life or a world without that, void of that. You put your foot in it, like you put your foot in the water at the beach, but now you're at the beach, but you want to run back and go to the hood with the shootouts and yeah. you know, and they and they come home sick. And they feel better 
symbolically when they're in that downtrodden place. That's how some people are. And, mm-hmm. and, and he will never attempt to rewire themselves to get the goodness of being in a peaceful place like a beach. And I'm saying this symbolically. Yeah. Symbolically, yes. you know, from within that peaceful place. So they will keep things stirred up and sometimes often turn around and blame you for stirring it up because they want to be in a yeah. place. You know, they're used to dysfunction. They're used to chaos in their life. But so, if you show them that you don't want that anymore and you start doing things in a different way, you're the bad guy yes. or you're the bad girl. Yes. You know, like you're being selfish. You're, <laughs> you know, like it's a lot. <laughs> it's often, uh, Oftentimes if they can blame you for things that happened 20 years before you came in their life, they'll do that too. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> they won't actually do that, but yeah, you get the whole package. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get the whole bundle. Like like you're blamed for everything. Like how 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 I wasn't mm-hmm. even around. How was this? It's like when you walk through a neighborhood where the people may have that mentality, and you feel clean, you feel good about yourself, and it's a beautiful morning, and you're walking around. Maybe it's a Sunday morning or something. You greet people, and they look at you with a scowl because of what's inside yeah. of them. Because you stirred up something inside of them. And a lot of times it's because your peace from within stirs up their chaos that they have within. Because your peace is a repellent. And it just can't, it can't mix. It can't mix. And that's sad. And they'll smile sometimes. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, who does she think she is? (laughs) You know, you walk by, you know, I don't like her. She thinks she's all that. And put things on you that is not even in your mind. Mm. But because their perspective influences it, you know. A family member, um, every time they call me, they um, they're always like, is everything okay? Like, like as if they're expecting me to say something bad happened. Right. And, and I noticed that all the time, like, um, because in their world, they're surrounded by a lot of people that are struggling with, um, sicknesses and just all kinds of things. Constantly, constantly, that's the conversations that they have. So when they call me, they're expecting to hear that too. And I had to tell them the other day, I go, you are, I think you're involving yourself in too much, just sad doom and gloom, you know, like the world is not all doom and gloom. So I don't think we should just expect Right. Doom all the time, you know, because it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, should I be saying something? Would they would they prefer for me to say something that is not going right? As opposed to just just tell them that just I'm chill, like everything is is pretty much good. <laughs> Why should I look for something that is not good? Right. To keep spreading. 
some people do that. They're only, they're only comfortable when it's like that. That's normalcy for them. Like yeah. I was trying to explain to someone. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to them on the phone, and um, we are talking about weight loss and stuff, and I said that um, the body fights to maintain what is normalcy for that body. So if you were walking around, and I, made, I gave the example of two grown men, 200 pounds, and one of the men, which this wouldn't be possible, but I said this to make an extreme case, to make a point. He was 195 pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat. Very muscular. But he's 200 pounds. And you take the next person who's 200 pounds. And he's 105 pounds of muscle and 95 pounds of fat. He's going to look quite different. But they're the same 200 pounds. Mm. So you can have same family yeah. members that came through the same portal of the womb same upbringing, but they have a different outlook on it and they have a different mindset. And they may be used to, as they gotten older, went off into their own world and life, the constant trauma, struggle, arguing. And when you don't have that, whether they call and check up on you or you just don't have that, you're a problem. You're a problem because you upset what their mind is trying to maintain is normalcy. And it's not normal in their mind to be at peace. There must always be a battle. You know? Ugh. It's crazy. It's sad. It's yeah, very it's sad. sad. And they live their life like this. And even if you have it like that, where there's lots of drama around you, you have a chance to get out of it. Just think and, and live your own life and proclaim peace that you're not going to accept this. You're not even going to be around yes. it. But they have given in. And they expect you to give in to something that is not in your reality. Yes. And you don't have to change. You don't have to change who you are. They, they, they want you to alter who you are to be uncomfortable like them. Because certain people can only feel good when they're feeling bad. And that's, when you think about that, they can only feel good when they're feeling bad. Certain friends will only come around you when you're doing bad, and they'll be the best acting friends to you. Mm -hmm. And they'll want to help you and be, because they're getting off on your pain and discomfort. It makes them feel superior. But when you're on your feet doing well, they don't stay on the phone with you as long. Because now you're upsetting them. They can't feel better than you because in their life they have accepted to just accept the mediocrity, nondescript lives and just the, the chaos. I don't want the chaos. I don't have to take it. It's the quickest way to make me run. <laughs> if you're the chaos bringer. Yeah. And you don't have to be passive about it either because I've learned to when I see the minefields in front of me that shouldn't be there. Minefields meaning if I step on this thing as a bomb under there, it's going to blow me up. No. Yeah. If I know you have that dagger in your hand hidden, or hidden in your pocket that you want to stab me in my back with. No, I'm coming after you now. I'm not going to wait for you to make the move anymore. I'm coming after you now because I know what's in your heart and I'm running you away from my space. To maintain my peace. 
Because oftentimes you find that it's difficult to maintain your peace by being passive with these, uh, how could I put it? They're, they're these abrasive entities. No, you have the right to have your space to breathe. And I don't care how much a person's going to get insulted. No, I don't want this. Be mad while I'm at peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could pour, you could, I used to do that. I used to try so hard to pull people out of that space. Understood. So hard, like draining my own self only to figure out that they're not even ready to come out of that space. They may never be. They're not even concerned to so come it's out of like, And the only reason why yeah. they say, okay, I'll accept your help is because they're sucking from you, not for the yeah. way of healing, but in that there are other amenities of your kindness and come, let's, let's go get something to eat. I treat you. Uh, I'll do this. I'll do that. They're taking that in the name of help and they're not even interested in the help. Isn't they're not interested. They reject, actually reject you. Yeah. Yeah. And get angry with you after a while. How dare you? And that's why they say the majority of the enemies that you might have in this life are people that you've helped in the past on some level or another. The good people understand this thing called help and they're forever appreciative. But there's some people yeah. that, that they are not going to make it. And I'm not being negative. I'm saying that, I'm not saying that everybody's not going to make it. But there are some people who will be in the same place in life, never change, never seek to ascend, never have a desire to live better. And see, they think living better means building a bigger house or having more money. I'm not talking about that. No. Those things belong here. Like when you're a kid and you go over to somebody's house or a daycare, you got to put the toys away. You can't take them home. So when we transition, we got to put leave the toys back here. We can't take them with us. So we can't be just about the toys. The experience, no. the wisdom that we gain from the experiences is what does us. That's the key. But most don't realize that. Walking around with resentments, jealousies, and hang-ups. And that's why I can see your cat wanted to just go up under. Not because of you or you know your family, but that's how cats are. They're going to make sure. They, came, they yeah. come out the box like that. You know? Especially if the sun is out, it's too hot. <laughs> you That's what he was hiding from. <laughs> and they'll do whatever it takes. I, I saw this sketch where there was a cat that was always trying to catch a mouse. It was mm. a typical mouse hole right on the wall with an arch. <laughs> you know, and the cat couldn't get yeah. in. So they hit the final sketch was... The cat was had put Velcro on his feet and some on the wall, which is which is not going to work. So he was on the wall over the mouse hole with his feet on the wall, held up, just looking down at the. Like as soon as you come out, you won't see me. I'm going to get you. Like 
That's how cats are. They think up all these different things to be when you watch them play. And just like the other one you had, I was like, yeah. was in the boxing. Those are, you know, just how they talk with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't waste any time. But see, people, they got to go all the way around. You know, it's, it's, it's sad. I don't have any time to waste. I'm cat-like. I'm very conservative with my movement. And I'm not going to waste any energy. I'm going to go right to the point. And if I have to go under the wicker chair to get away from the sun, so be it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's going to be very interesting to see how things in this world turn out. I mean, I'm in my own wow. zone, but it's almost entertainment for me. I mean, I know it's serious issues, possibly. But the spiritual yeah. thing of fear is what I'm watching. But like, how is this, this time next year, as we look back on this particular time, I wonder what we'll, we'll see. I wonder what will be the past. I wonder what five years from now we'll know and look back and see. I wonder. We'll find out. I'm not going to tear my hair out thinking about it, but it's just an interesting thought. Because they've gone. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to No, no, no. Yeah. No. I'm almost detached as I see this stuff. I really Me am. too. Yeah. Yeah, not almost, but I am. And some people just can't understand that, but that's just the way it is. I'm detached. And I have people that I know that, like, they're, they're, they're freaking out. But they were like that anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're freaking out. Yeah. People you wouldn't think. <laughs> People who are in pro professions before they retired where they had to, you know, like law enforcement and people in the military and call me every day. Oh, my God, did you see that? I'm going to send it to you. So article. Oh, my God, we got to do this again. Every day is something else. Well, I did see the, the New York City robots. <laughs> did you see the, no, I didn't the see launching that. of the security robots in new york nah. yesterday or something like that. What, what yeah they, what do they look like dogs or humans <laughs> did you ever see that episode of black mirror there was a, a oh maybe you didn't watch black mirror but there was a there's a show called black mirror and they had an episode about those they look exactly like the ones in the show like dogs oh, wow see yeah uh, those ones are a little frightening on sight because <laughs> you can't negotiate with those. Yeah, because they run, they run fast. And in Black Mirror, they sh they could shoot you. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know these ones yet, but mm -hmm. in, in the show, they sh they could shoot you. Mm -mm. They could call for backup. Um, if you demolish one of them, mm -hmm. a whole team of other ones come. Oh. That that's how they showed it. The show was creepy as hell. Because <laughs> I was thinking, just de just get rid of it, ruin it. But right, right. More, they, when they, they did that, it has an automatic um, backup mm -hmm. plan right. for if you demolish one of them, and then a whole bunch of them come. <laughs> oh, man, 
And if you demolish them, I, I would believe that they were treated like a real live breathing <laughs> officer that you, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, like, ch and they're chasing you, chasing you down. Oh, man. It's crazy. <clears throat> and now they actually put this, which we knew when we were watching it. We knew it was just a pre, <laughs> a prequel, whatever yeah. you call mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> we knew. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Wow. But I don't really care anymore. Like when I yeah. see these things, I just laugh to myself because it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I a lot of it is scare tactics too. That's mm -hmm. what another lady that I was speaking to was saying that it's just all scare tactics. You, that's what they're doing <laughs> with the shows, with what's going on, <clears throat> and make it easier for you to accept certain things when they come around too. Yeah, so yeah. Head, you know, but the if you're tactics. if you're in fear, you're gonna accept it. Yeah. So true. Mm -mm. It's coming so quick. It's a whole different world. It's interesting because, like I said, I'm not gonna allow this stuff to change the vibration of how I live and my relationship to the sun and the earth and the day and the air and the good clean food and stuff like that. But yeah, and when you know the universal law, you need, when you know about frequency, you can't allow it. You can't. No. Even if you tried, when you really know it deeply, you can't detach yourself from the, from the natural. Mm. If you're so steeped in, in that world and, and then you try and you fall back, yeah, but once you understand the beauty and the peace and the joy that comes with that, you don't want to go there. So, you know, there, there have been times in my transition of, of and I was never a club guy, like clubs, 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 clubs. I was always about the crowds and getting around people and energy. But I would go somewhere, I might be invited somewhere and go to somebody's house party or something. And I show respect and stay there for a little while. But I knew once I came in the door, like, I'm not staying here long. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but this is just not my energy. I can't do it. It was just highly abrasive. And just with, 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 with normalcy, what people consider normal, I got to go deep. You know, every morning, like I would see these guys that would you know, come to the job to drive, drive the bus and they had their little coffee and they had a little, you know, hey, bud, did you watch the game last night? Hey, Scurv, did you watch? No, no. Mm -hmm. uh, doing other things. You know, game with game. <laughs> I'm focused on changing my world. It's the same thing, and then they just work, 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 and just drop, drop down, gone. A friend of mine from a yeah. driving job is telling me the same thing. You know, this one guy that was working there maintenance, and then he worked as a driver, and every day you see him, every day in the lounge, waiting for the time for his bus to go out. You know, I, I think if I stay another extra year or two, I can get more social security and a little bit more money. And he died working. Oh, no. I think you, you said, you told me about this. Yeah. Yeah, he died working. I hate those kind of stories. Yeah. It's, yeah. It happens so often. Yeah. 
And that day I heard he was talking about, yeah, I'm going to stay another three years and get more money on my retirement. Nothing. There was one guy who, who did lots of overtime and he lived in the next county over. And he, he oftentimes would not drive all the way to where you know, he had his little place because he wanted to get to drive early the next morning. So the commute would make it really hard. And he, after that, he had several days off, but he was working on his days. And he parked his car way over on the other end of the other parking lot. And when he got off of work, he sat down in his car, had pretty dark tinted windows. You could still see them. And he died. And the car sat there at the work parking lot for a couple days. Because. Days. Yeah. Because that particular parking lot was like overflow. You only parked over there when it was busy and you had, you had lots of drivers out there. Like say in the morning time, it's not that bad. At night, when you're a night driver, it's not that bad. But in the middle of the day, where you have the morning drivers out and their cars are parked there, right? And the night drivers are coming in and some of the morning drivers are coming in, but the afternoon drivers are all out there. So you have the maximum number of cars. So he ended up parking way out there. And the next few days, there wasn't that much overflow. And so they probably said, they knew he always worked. They said, yeah, he's out there. I wonder what route he's doing. He was right in there, dead. And somebody had parked next to him and saw him, like, laying back. He said, hey, he knocked on the thing. Man, he must really be sleeping. Sleeping? He's been in, the car's been there for the last two days. Oh, God. And the ambulance and everything come by, and they found that he was dead. Yeah. And he had all his bills, like, in this little, this little folder right next to him. Hmm. That's when I said to myself, you know what? I'm not staying here that long. I'm, I'm going to leave out a little earlier and get out of this place. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. And look at that. I know. I've seen stories similar mm-hmm. to that one mm-hmm. that have taught me to take it easy and just, um, I know it may look like. I don't know, it may look odd to other people. Why am I not um, hustling harder? You know, like, but I realized that uh, my health and, and my peace of mind is way more important. Much more. Because without it, right. it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No way. So, I, if I have to become a minimalist, I, I'll do that mm-hmm. well, to, to a certain degree. Right, I don't right. have to be extreme. Strict, right, right. <laughs> but to, to a certain, like I, I don't have to have a car. If I don't really want to. Right. You know, like I don't have to have certain things. Mm-hmm. I've had calls you in know. my life. I don't have one now, and I'm just fine. Yeah. You know, some people will die without it. Oh, I don't have a car, and that's. That's part of their identity. Some of the people they have to get this type of car and this luxury. And no, no, no. Yeah, 
for the amount of money you got to put into oh, that car, you yeah. could be doing so much with. Right, right, right. What I pay in Uber is way less, you know, overall. Yeah. I just ride the inexpensive things I hit and take an Uber back when I have to, but it's not every day. I'm free. If a dog like I do, I do miss driving mm-hmm. long. You know, like when you're driving right. down the highway, understood, and you're playing your music yeah. and stuff like that. I miss that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, but but everything that comes with it, ma'am, yeah. ma'am, this is going to cost you four hundred dollars, ma'am. This is going to cost you eight hundred dollars. Oh, ma'am. Well, you're you're altern- You need a new alternator. <laughs> <laughs> Going for an oil change, and they tell you other things like they usually do. And how much is that going to cost? They tell you. And it's like, oh man. <laughs> you calculate how you have to sacrifice some other things that you want to do. Yeah. You're living to pay for that car. Right. 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 Too much. Mm mm. Mm mm. Mm-mm. But it does it does come in handy, it you know. Does. Like it is a, it does feel good to have one. Yeah, because you're freer. You can pick up and and bounce when you want to go wherever. You, mm-hmm. you know, like well, it's see, just it comes with all those things. To beat that, to beat that, what I'm going to say sounds like the opposite, but you understand. To beat that, mm. at my age. That when I left in 2020, I had a 1996 Toyota Corolla. She had a 2007 Camry. They were brand new by the way they were kept. The Corolla was, you can see the body, you know, kind of getting baked out and everything. It was mechanically correct. I didn't have too far to go to go from where I lived to the base to park my car to go drive the bus and go downtown. What I'm saying is that I would get something at this age, brand new, small, just to get us around, bring our groceries home, and keep it forever where most of the time it's going to be under warranty. I'm going to keep it up so good that it really is not going to give me any problems because that was the experience with that old Corolla that I had. Didn't give me much problems. Very, very, it was nothing major. Change the oil, keep it tuned up, rotate the tires. Stick on it sometimes every now and then, but it was worth it because we got out of it. But we had to get out of it. And that was driving it every day. It wasn't far. Here, I might drive once a week. The way I project my life. It might be twice a week, maybe three times to go into the city to do an event, to do some grocery shopping of things that I don't have growing in the backyard. But it's going to sit there most of the time. You know, because I'll be up there in nature and I'm not going to want to leave that. I know there's going to be a period of me sleeping up in nature where it'll be almost coma-like. That all the fatigue that I've carried with me will finally come out. And I'll be totally refreshed. And a little bit of weight that I want to lose will come off of me. I'll be slim, muscular, and slender. I already know. Yeah. Yeah. The excess will go. 
just naturally. Waking up with the sun. I won't have any sleeping problems then. No. <laughs> no. With that the air. The crickets. The crickets. Uh, you'll just have the cr- sound of the crickets. I know. I know. <laughs> and that'll be so nice. Because that helps to massage your subconscious mind into a deep, nice, relaxing slumber. That's a beautiful thing. And you look at the other places that you've lived and ventured through and see how people are still living in other places that may not be the best as far as your choices are concerned, but that's all they know. And they don't want to know anything mm-hmm. else. And you pity them and you say, man, they only knew this pleasure, but they're so bound to this place. I know people who are bound to New York City, bound to certain neighborhoods. They don't live there anymore. They sold their house, but every now and then they still have to go and check up on the neighborhood. And more and more people are moving out. They know less and less people. It's sad, though, in a way. It's okay to visit somewhere, yeah. but some people are stuck. Like everything is going to go back to the past, the way things were. It's a beautiful time when you have beautiful memories, but you have to move on because today has the potential to be the good old days. Today has the potential to be. It's hard, though. Yeah. It's hard. It, it is. It is. I, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because see, there's different age groups that we move up into. There's less and less people who you'll find that think like you because they caught so many bruises through their life journey. And they may, yeah. may have been that way, but now, mm-mm. so many people are so full of hurt and pain and frustration. And the game is to make money, hide it, and pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's sad. It's amazing how my phone rings in the middle of this. I, I thought I turned the ringer down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll even change it. Some Chinese phone I got between iPhones. I don't know if I ever get an iPhone again or anything. I'm not looking for anything to, be, to be, make a fashion statement, but I am going to get a better phone mm. when I get it only because I do this. And that's like an office out in the world where it could work more efficiently. I'm leaning toward a, mm-hmm. a droid phone, but I, I don't I don't really care about those things. I do I do all of this stuff because I do it and I know the tricks of the trade, but I'm not really the minute they say the internet is shut down, there's no more, you know, it ain't gonna kill me. It'll be a big relief in a way. I mean I enjoy I know how to extract the joy out of it. There are times where it can be a little overwhelming. But people think, man, you're going to lose your mind, Scurve, if you... I grab a piece of art paper, a pencil, a pen, and start drawing a nice picture. I get an old mm-hmm. typewriter and type out a nice article or write it with my hand. That's why I'm glad I'm rooted in the old school ways, you know, well, we kind of got one. We kind of got our foot in the door on both sides, you know. So, mm-hmm. if that were to happen, it won't hit her. Like it won't hurt us as bad as some people. Oh, so because mm-hmm. we know we know we know what it's like to have how things were before. 
and we kind of know a little bit now. So it's like, if they cut everything down, if it's, everything gets shut down, which I heard that it's possible that the sun may interfere with uh, technology and shut everything down. Right. That's so true. Like, like it could happen. So like we would be able to, I think, it, because we, we come from a time that we didn't have it, we should be okay. We'll miss it. Right. But we're wired for, we're wired not to have that. In a sense. In a way, yeah. We go back to a heightened sense of interpersonal communication that's not always verbal. We'd extract more from each other. We would. Because I remember back in a time, just like I see back in the late 70s. And, and we communicated more in depth. Now, in this world of social distancing, it's almost like having eye contact is an extreme violation to some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get offended. You know? And they don't give up the eye contact as much. And I know... When I used to drive the bus, I I did the same thing, too, because you're dealing with so many different spirits and can download things. But I'm just saying in normal situations, even if it wasn't your family and you were in the the market, you had a family feel when you saw another family with their children. Go over there, Jason, and bring me back three more oranges. Okay. And you could see that this is a family. You walk by them and you see. Yeah. But everybody's in battle mode now. Slowly but surely stripped away of their kind, loving heart. Uh-oh, yeah. You know? We're anticipating every time we go outside that we might get shot. It's not like that for you and I, but there are many people out there that think that way. They think the worst when they go out. Then why go out? Things happen, but you have to do what you have to do to make yourself move away from Certain situations, you have to go out to the country or do whatever, fine. But then again, we are hooked on, a, on, this, on this world the way it is, the engineered world. Some of us are hooked on it. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't live a life without being able to pick up a phone and order takeout from an expensive restaurant. You know, they have to have these amenities. Instead of going out digging up their food or picking it off a tree <laughs> and preparing it themselves. They would literally kill. They'll tell you this too. I could never live like this. And although you have so many people who may not have much money here, especially out in the villages and stuff, it wouldn't even touch them because they used to living like that. That's normalcy for them to go and catch yeah. some water from the well and bring it back so they can shower. You know, they may not have a refrigerator way out. So they have to go prepare their food every day, fresh. You know? So it's like, you see who will collapse and who won't over time. Amazing. It's so still over here. It's like I'm in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, I know. you know that happened the other a couple two weeks ago. And I told you, it got, everything got still. 
outside was still. Didn't That's even, nice. I know. I know. Because the headphones I have on pick up everything, even stuff that may not come through on this mm-hmm. recording, but I'm not hearing any. I mean, I hear some house noises, the fridge humming, but outside, nothing. It's just so still. And I love that. Yeah, there's so much in that stillness, man. Mm-hmm. There's so much to it. I used to be scared of it. <laughs> like, I remember when I went um, up north to a cottage and I wasn't really familiar with doing that. And I went that time and I was so scared because it was so quiet. I'm like, why is it so quiet? I'm scared. (laughs) I'm thinking, why am I scared? Look at that. I'm like, there's not a sound. I can't hear anything. I I couldn't sleep. That's the way it was. Because I was like, yeah, scared of it. I went down to Florida the first when I first moved down there, and it wasn't as packed as it was, and I couldn't sleep because I was like, "Wait a second, there's no noise." Yeah. So used to the noise of the city, but then it started to happen down there too. Same thing, shootouts and cops and ambulances, and laying in the bed and hear pop, 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 pop several times a night. Gunshots. It's not normal. So here, you know, I know that pretty much, you know, there, there are guns here too now, but people don't do that. They don't, they don't. It's not that level of frustration. It's a whole different feel. Yeah. I could walk out there right now and not feel that I have to look over my back. Although I have certain instincts that are embedded in me, ingrained in me, that are not ever going to leave, but... I can I can drop it down a notch. It's just not like that. See what you said right there. You said something about there. There's not much level of that much level of frustration. Yes. And that's that's what I noticed when I went over there. Is like it, it was hard to explain to people over here. <laughs> Right. How come it's so peaceful over there? Like, why are the people so nice? And right, right. <laughs> that's it right there. That s- sentence is it. <laughs> the level of frustration isn't as high. Exactly. Exactly. And the folks over so here. You actually, they're more relaxed. Yeah, they're they more. Naturally. You know. Yeah. And you can't explain to them here how hectic it can be in different parts of the West. They That's another you. thing you can't, you're right. You mm-hmm. can't tell them. <laughs> They're not going to understand. They're thinking you're making it up. Right, right, right. And we're you talking know? about on a constant level that never goes away. Like it may drop down when you're relaxed. But let's just take a number from one to 100. And we know 100 is just off the chain. That's, that's, a, that's, that's not the norm. But you go through your mm-hmm. day and your level of frustration, say, is at 65 when it should be like eight <laughs> or seven or six. Yeah. Because of what you're looking around and seeing like, OK, you're always scoping. So you're walking around at a base level 
that's slowly burning you out over time. That when you come out to places like this in the motherland, and of course they have their big cities that can be frustrating too, but it's nothing like this over over in New York and the bigger cities there. And your most excited level might be 18. <laughs> you know I mean? uh-huh. Near the red line zone. That of what, you, what is normalcy for you in those cities? And, and people just don't understand it when I explain it to them over there. And a lot of folks here don't understand it when I explain over there what it's like to them here until they go. And many who I've known, I've been here for a while now, so... The people I met that were heading back over to, well, not back, they were going there for the first time to work a year or two, and I see them. Lance, you were right. You told me you weren't trying to scare me, but I saw it. I felt it. I'm so glad to get out of that crazy place. (laughs) He was telling me, he saw this guy on the subway late at night. He was heading home. So the guy had the hoodie on and a hat and some dark glasses and a, and a mask on. And he was looking over his way. So he decided to get up and go over to the next car on the train. After two minutes, the other guy came over and sat near him. He got up a little while and walked two more cars back on the train. And the guy did the same thing. This guy got off his stop. Went upstairs, waited for the bus. This guy got up and waited for the bus with him, too. Guy gets on the bus. The other guy sits behind him, so he's looking at him through a reflection of, of the mirror, of the glass. So he tells the bus driver, he pulls the thing, you know, and he's getting off at the stop. So the other guy gets off at the stop, too. <laughs> he's freaking out. He said, I did not know what he was thinking about doing. I got off and I ran. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the guy ran, too. But because this guy is so used to the West African heat and exercising as a young boy the guy huffed and puffed and this guy just ran steady he ran hard at first and he steadied down to a pace and the guy was trying to keep up the guy was going to do something to him and he shook him mm-hmm. and the guy that was chasing him he started screaming and yelling because he invested so much time I guess in him he got out of there he said he turned the corner. He said um, he went inside because the guy couldn't see where he was going into. He said he would have kept on going if the guy was behind him. He was behind him, but not that close now. So he saw the guy walking up in the intersection, looking around, looking up, looking left. So could you imagine? And I've seen that riding on the bus driving the bus actually you see there's this one guy who used to like follow women not all the way but to a certain point maybe two or three nights because they have their jobs and regularity and so once he knew where they got off and what time he wouldn't even get on the bus anymore he'd be waiting for them near the stop so there was one young lady I knew he was into doing that and so when I saw the guy kind of hanging out, I told her, I said, listen, you know, see that guy over there? I didn't point or anything. I said, that guy's been riding the bus the last three nights. And I figured he was watching you. 
Yeah, I didn't even know you popped off. <laughs> I'm busy running my mouth. But yeah, so I told this young lady, and she she kind of got upset at me. Like, why are you watching me that way? I said, listen, I drive the bus. I know you're stopping. I know everybody else to stop repetitiously. That guy's danger, and I feel that he's waiting to do you so harm. What you need to do is ride down to the next stop and take a different way home. You see? She did. The next night, the guy was there. So, stalkers and just strange people. These, these places like these bigger cities, there's a higher probability of that. And who knows what's on these people's minds? How they living? You know? Yeah, just saw your mic on mute. Let me hear you. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Better than ever, oh, okay. ever before. <laughs> Better than ever before. I don't know why I'm feeling sleepy. Maybe it's because of how I'm sitting, like laying down and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can wrap it up. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... These are meant yeah. to be pleasurable, introspective, and that's a compliment that you're that relaxed mm. and talking. See, your mind was going all over the place. It's like a bedtime story. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's three hours or 30 minutes or whatever, when we do these, do these as much as you want on that level. See, I told you mm. I was going to be very laid back in this conversation. I got a little excited at different points, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be where, you know, I'm not that guy Lance Curve on those shows. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I feel kind of sleepy because I'm right, right. Like, wow, you're talking about like nighttime and silence and crickets and stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like actually there. <laughs> yes, <You know>? yes. <laughs> and not hearing anything outside and being still and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like putting placing myself in that environment. <laughs> so now I want to. I feel sleepy. But that's good though. Because it's a 24-hour thing. Whenever I say, hey, Lance, let's hit the program and let's talk about something whenever you're ready. Whether it's tomorrow or three months Mm -hmm. from now, that's how I flow with you. Everything will be in its right Mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, say a word or two, wrap it down, and um, we'll we'll both go over into slumberland because I'm there also. Yeah, yeah. And it's later for you, too. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't bother me, but... That's that's a reality that helps to kind of throw me off because I'm I'm mm-hmm. still there. My time is the East Coast of the United States, even though I'm here because of the shows. And so I could be here and like mm-hmm. say, yes, I'm going to do a, a 10 o'clock show. But that's 2 o'clock for me. And so mm-hmm. if, if it went four hours to 2 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock for me. Folks still get a chance to go to bed and get up, wake up around 9 or 10 and feel mm-hmm. rested on the weekend. And I'm like, whoa, 6 o'clock, I messed up. So... Yeah, but that's that's a minor um, adjustment for the joy that this brings me. It brings me great joy, especially now. Well, this was a great, yeah, it was a great um, chat. Yes, yes. Like, once again, it's been a while since okay. I've even, like, we've done this, so it was nice. It was right. a nice chat. Right, right. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I can't wait to share this one because it was all edifying. And for people out there who maybe don't get a chance to have these kind of conversations, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, it makes them feel good. 
Because what you see on YouTube yeah. lots of times yeah. is all about sensationalism and clickbait and getting your attention. And no, no, it's the kind of stuff we want to have. So I am looking forward to the time. Just give me the word whenever you want to do it, mm -hmm. whether it's long or short. As always, we have our own direct way of communicating, but to do this and share it with everybody is to share the beauty of who you are and your energy and the effect it has on me and why I righteously love you so much. You're a gift to my life. Wow, thank you. I, I feel the same way to you, towards you, because it's um, it's not everyone that um, has your likeness, not everyone that you can speak like this with okay. and so it when i first came across your show i was so happy because i was like wow this guy's speaking on interesting stuff you know like things that you don't really hear all the time from other people so it, it, it it's it's just different it's nice thank you even though sometimes so, yeah. i could be over the top but you pretty much get me <laughs> And you bring me always into a good zone, and that's what I appreciate about you. I um, A conversation like with you is like getting a tune-up on a car. When I leave away driving, I'm oh. driving so much better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. So you have a wonderful night, and hug my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the... <laughs> oh, I you... will. He, he just ran out the room now. <laughs> As you said that, he took off. Wow. <laughs> He's telling you something. Come spend some time with me. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much, Sister J. And um, we'll talk when you wake up. Shoot me a text or something or whatever. You know, when you mm -hmm. feel too, I'm here. We're in constant communication. And like I said, you keep me vibing high. And I appreciate that. I thank the creator for you. But sleep deep and have some good dreams you. to tell me about. I will. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care, sweetheart. Bye -bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.